I wanted to go over with everybody the activity tracker and why this is so important for you. This is your scoreboard. It's your scoreboard on you and it's for you because it gives you an idea where you stand. Guys, you've got to always know your numbers. And uh, the goal is to get better each week. And on the activity tracker, for those of you that don't have one yet, and it's the kind of thing, it doesn't start on January 1st. It starts the day you buy it because you put the date and the day on there, and then you just run from that point. But the first thing it asks you to record, it doesn't record, but asks you to record are the number of dials. Now, what is a dial? You know, if you triple dial a number, that's three dials. And if, what if it's the same number? That's three dials, and that's an important part because a lot of the uh, phone calls that you make on setting appointments will be picked up on the second or third dial. Stop and think about it for a minute. If you get a dial from a number you don't know, you're probably not going to answer it. But if they immediately call you back, you're thinking, who is this? If they call you the third time, this must be important or an emergency. I better pick this up and you'll answer the call. So that's three dials. Now, why is that important? Because we know if somebody will make, when they first start, 250 dials, if we know if they'll make 250 dials, over time they will set 12 to 15 appointments. And um, we can tell from this activity tracker if somebody's new based on the results. Then we, if we make a dial, then we also want, if we make a contact, put a, a, a slot in the contact file. So if I dial one and they pick up, I put it in the contacts category. So if you have made 250 dials and talked to three people, I know what's wrong. You're calling at the wrong time. It's probably Super Bowl Sunday, you know, or there's something going on in your area like a hurricane. You know, it's not going to do you any good to call during some natural disaster. However, if you make 250 dials, you talk to 103 people, and you set two appointments, I know what's wrong. Something's wrong with your phone script. We can fix that right away. But say you make your dials and you got your 15 appointments, and you go out and you only take two applications on 15 appointments. Well, there's something that you're doing wrong on the in-home. You know, uh, or maybe you're set 15 appointments, you're only seeing three people. Well, then we need help on how to fix that so that we know, um, for example, we use the yellow card. We use a way to get the people to remember the appointment. So these are things that in a moment's notice we can zero in on exactly what the right problem or the problem is. You know, I, I would encourage you all to go back into GroupMe and look at one of David Crocker's posts where he shows you a photo of how he sets up his morning, Saturday morning when he's dialing. And uh, by the way, David uh, did dial from the beach last week. I had to laugh. Um, I, you know, he's go going away for the weekend, and I said, now you got to dial on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I've got Wi-Fi, and i got a good, strong <laughs> signal. i going to set up my week, and he has himself set up for success. Um, but if you look at those pictures that David posts, you can see uh, how productive he is uh, uh, time-wise. Um, if you're not making, you know, 50 dials at least, approximately, I would say, in two hours, uh, you probably are checking the laundry too much 
or refreshing your coffee too often uh, because you've got to stay on track. You know, you may even be letting that little old lady with all the cats get you off track, uh, as little old ladies often will. And so remember that you are on that phone only to set the appointment, not to sell anything or tell about the product that's all done in the home. Would you agree, Dick? Absolutely, and I think that is a rabbit trail. A lot of people have a tendency to run down. Uh, On your activity tracker, it even talks about submitted premium and commissionable income. Why is that on there? Because when we look at your book, our goal is to help you be profitable. So we're looking at not only what all your activity is, but how much money you're making. Because if you're not getting very many of the cases uh, issued, then we need to check pending more. We need to do a better job of field underwriting. There are just a host of things that come up. Well, and the other thing, if you're tracking for any type of a contest, um, the ring contest, uh, Maui, uh, anything, you're going to have to have a certain uh, placement. And so, uh, you know, for most things, it's 70%. Now, 70% isn't fabulous, 70% is pretty much the minimum. You want to really strive to get your placement up closer between 80 and 90 or more. Uh, We have agents on this call right now whose placement is well over 90%. Um, So that's very important to your, uh, your profitability. Think about it. The difference between placing seven applications out of 10 and nine applications out of 10, it's almost a Probably a thousand dollars. Yeah, and um, at a higher commission level, it's even more. So, running your business like a business is the only way to stay in business. Amen. You know, I talk to Connie. I talk to agents every week, and they really don't know their numbers. And it's ironical because some think they're doing well, and others are frustrated because they don't think they're doing well, but they really are. Uh, you know, we all try to compare ourselves to a Brandon Hall, a Robert Balgich. Tanya Hughes or Diana Cooper, Deanna Cooper. Um, but most people don't realize what they went through when they first started. You know, I remember Tanya Hughes was ready to quit because she wasn't doing well. and But she just kept working through it because she saw the end in sight. And uh, I, I, I say this because I'm not trying to uh, reward the people that struggled when they started with the red badge of courage because they didn't do well, usually they got their goal when they first started, and the goal when they first started was 500 to to $1,000 a week in income. And before the call started, I had a, a nice conversation with Dawn, and, you know, most people at the stage they are, first are, they're in that wishing and hoping stage. I'm just wishing and hoping I can make a 500 to to $1,000 a week. Well, they'll make the 250 dials, and they may set six or eight appointments, and they'll make one or two sales. You know, they're just beginning. Uh, they'll make their three to five, six hundred, maybe a thousand a week, but they get better. And then their phone skills improved, and they get better at locking down the appointments so that they actually see more people every week. Therefore, they've got more chances to make a sale. They get better in the home. Uh, they call more B and C leads and found that one spouse that had died before anybody got there to see them. Now, when that happens, that really, when you see then that that person did die and how the surviving spouse is struggling, now what we do really speaks to you. And you, 
you come away with a boldness that you never had before. You know, um, you speak with authority, and you do. And by now, you're starting to develop some power phrases to make your point stronger and more effective without using so many words. See, Marcia and I have this conversation every week. If we can learn to speak in bullet points, the fewer the words, the better. I think it was Mark Twain apologized one time when he wrote a letter to somebody. If I'd have had more time, it would have been shorter because he would have had time to massage his sentences down and be more succinct in what he said. You know, a lot of times people say, well, how many dials should I be able to make in an hour? Um, you know, if you don't know that number, and that's why these calls are so important, you know, when, when you're on the phone making 25 to 30 dials an hour, that's a good number. I, I remember training a local agent one time who was struggling on the phone, and every time I got off the phone, she wanted to talk about the next lead, how old they were, how old the lead was, how old the mortgage was, where they lived, the neighborhood. And as I was hanging up from that one, I was laying the lead I just called over in the left-hand side, picking up the other one and dialing. She's dialing when the people, or she's talking when the people answer the phone. Had I listened to her, I'd have probably made five or six dials in an hour. But as it was, and I, because I kept my numbers that night, on that first hour that I dialed, I dialed 29 dials, and I set five appointments in an hour in, on the number of people that I talked to. I don't remember now how many contacts I made, but all I cared about was setting an appointment. I figured, I'll figure everything else uh, out later. Um, even with her interruptions, you know, we were able to make five appointments, and I'm not sure she fully understand, but I kept talking about, you know, all this stuff on the lead doesn't matter. All that matters is that get that person on the phone and getting an appointment. So that was, those are some of the things that this activity tracker is really designed to help you sort out. I also want to remind everybody of the contest going on. Um, unfortunately, a number of people on this call are new and we're not at the convention, but I just want you to realize something. If you can become a qualified sales manager, that's you and three people doing $12,000 a month in premium. If you qualify as that, your name can go into a drawing that you could earn or win a $10,000 bonus for that. Well, number one does get the $10,000. Number one does, but you could be number one. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's not at all out of the question. A $10,000 bonus and you started last week. I mean, guys, come on. Stop and think about the opportunity before you. Um, as a personal producer, if you start right now and you really take off, because this has happened, we've had people that just really hit the ground running, and if you can get number six, between number six and number ten in the um, uh, number of agents, your name goes into a drawing for a Rolex watch. Now, even if you don't want the watch, you know, that, those things worth several thousand dollars. You can sell it. Mm -hmm. But these are just opportunities that Equus has put together for everybody as an incentive to hit the ground running and learn faster. And um, I, I did want to talk a little bit more, Connie, about Orlando uh, on the importance of going to the ETCs. Pete Beckman, his explanation on how and why to build was absolutely exceptional. And Jackie's team, I think, all walked away with a complete different appreciation and understanding of who Equus is and what this opportunity really is. Um, I know Fabian Guerrera 
uh, he saw firsthand that there's a system for building. And on the way out the door, he said, I got to talk to you. And we had a conversation yesterday on some of the things that he can implement. That never would have happened if he would have heard that story from someone else. It happened because he was there, felt the energy in the room, and saw other people doing it. So these are things that really do make a difference. Incidentally, they had a uh, Nate Maddox did live dials from uh, the meeting in Orlando, and he made five contacts in the time he was calling. He set five appointments. And you've heard a lot of talk on the call yesterday about the new final expense leads. They had so many come in. They're actually on sale this week for $18 instead of 30 So that's phenomenal. He called two of those, set two appointments, and the first one he called and set on Friday at about 3.30, um, he doesn't run leads in Florida. They give those appointments to one of the agents there, and she went out and wrote $1,900 and some change uh, on a sale Saturday morning on a final expense lead that was brand new. These are, these are new in that area and uh, made that sale. So, you know, these are things that you can learn from the meeting. It validates what we're talking about. And I did want to cover one thing with everybody this morning. If you can imagine or if you're at your desk and can draw a circle like a pie, about two inches in diameter, and then cut a slice of that pie out that equals about 20% of it, and then cut another slice out next to it that equals 20%. On the first slice, put a smiley face with a lips going up, and then on the next one, a smiley face with the lips going down. The smiley face with the lips going up, guys, those are the people that sent the letter back. Um, they can hardly wait for somebody to call them and come see them. The one, the sad face, those are the people you'll never get a hold of. You know, they won't answer the phone. You may get there and, and, and uh, door knock them, but there's probably not going to be a sale made there. So that represents 40% of everybody that sends a lead back. However, the other 60%, that's where your skill makes the difference. You know, um, get the client to talk about their situation if something bad happens. Well, how do you feel about that? Well, and at that point in time, rather than try to sell them on something, just provide them with a solution for the problem they just told you they have. Let me say that again. Just provide them with a solution that solves the problem they just told you they have. For example, if we gave your family five years' worth of payments and you die in 10 years, we've, you've kept the family in the house for 15 years. Is that something that's important to you? Well, yes then what you're trying to do is fish and find a payment that will fit their budget. If we paid 50% of the mortgage off, could Mary handle the difference and make up the payment with that? Yes, so now you're giving them a solution rather than selling them something. You know, sometimes we need the whole mortgage paid off so that whatever um, income Mary has, she can feed the children and buy clothes and pay the, pay the light bill with. So the key to this thing is, is to change our mindset from we got to sell them something to know what we need to do is find out what their problem is and provide them with a solution. And that was the theme of what we were getting out of the Orlando ETC. See, agents be in the race for experience. See, as a new agent, 
you need resources, leads, of course, or people to talk to. But your next most valuable resource is experience. You know, when you start out making your 250 dials to set 10 or 15 or maybe eight appointments, you know, with coaching and mentoring, we will be your best friend. And we will be your best friend coupled with that experience. That changes everything. With experience is to call and make contact with 25 to 30 people and book 15 appointments. With more experience and and then you get better closing because you've had more chances to talk to people. You at first will set on average eight to ten appointments with with some experience and sell two two to four sales. That's a new agent. But with experience sitting on ten to eleven to twelve appointments, after a period of time you're going to be making five or six sales. Now, once you've had some experience with people passing away on you, that five or six could easily climb to eight or 10, because now you're speaking with a whole different level of authority. Hey, guys, that's not going to happen your first week or first month, but it can and will happen over time. Uh, and then at that point in time, when you start seeing where people have actually used this, that's when referrals kick in, and that makes all the difference in the world. See, this was a phrase I picked up in, in Orlando and I thought it was great. And this will help your clients better understand what you're doing. See, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, the bank has the paperwork prepared to capture their loan amount if somebody dies. In our world, we call that foreclosure. Those were some of the papers you signed when you closed on your loan, but they cannot exercise those papers as long as your family is making the payments on the mortgage. And that's why we're here, to give your family enough money to make the payments for as long as you need them to stay in your house. See, those are the kind of phrases that impact me and can impact you, but more importantly, impact your clients. And that's the kind of thing you learn at an ETC and at a convention. And I've shared this with some of the agents that have been on here for a while. The number one agent at the company Connie and I left went to one of my breakout sessions at convention. And I shared the four tables, which everybody on this call that's been here very long, we just take it for granted. It's such a simple way to make the client understand how simplified issue products work. But this particular agent had never heard or seen that, and he always struggled on making the sale when the simplified issue product was more expensive. He was still number one, and he was a good salesman, he made $203,000 that year just on his own pen writing business. I shared that with him at the convention in August. In January, when he came back, he said, I just want you to know that simple trick that you gave me on four tables increased my income about $4,000 a month. You never know when you're going to hear something like that that's going to impact your career. And that's the purpose in calls like this. That's the purpose in the calls Equus has, and that's the purpose in the ETCs and convention. Wow, it's uh, definitely worth our time this morning to have logged into this. Um, it's why we make it a podcast and a recording, which we will do uh, later um, to get that posted. I do want to just give you six little pointers um, to 
remember when you are hiring uh, folks, when you're bringing new people on, um, you want to set them up for success. So you want to make certain that your new people are doing these things from the very beginning. It's part of the checklist, but this is just a kind of a quick recap of the checklist. Number one is their ENO. If they can't afford ENO, they probably cannot afford the business. Okay, they have to be in business, and E&O is part of that. Number two, they need a conference ticket. They need to commit to going to our national meetings. Number three, they need to be in GroupMe. They need to be able to see um, what calls are posted and what activity is going on and be part of the team. Number four, they need to do guided startup, which is on their um, Equus dashboard under training and um, get that uh, knocked out. Number four, they need to request opt get their OPT credentials so that they can study the lead map. And if they've earned any leads from Dick and I, um, I cannot order leads for anyone unless they have access to OPT because their name will not show uh, as a choice for me to order leads. And then six, do they have a daily personal development schedule set up? Do they have a time to read 15, 20 minutes a day, listen to a podcast, make certain they're doing training on the Equus website. So these are now on the recording, and so if you want to catch the end of the podcast when we put this up to get these six things, that would be good. Um, otherwise, we appreciate each of you tuning in this week.